Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome to another show. Before we dive into today's show, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this was originally recorded for one of my industry thought leader masterclasses. This is where we dive deep with a guest expert and today's expert is Sue Sutcliffe. I'll introduce her to you in a moment. But we were talking all about what makes people click and what makes them convert. There was such a deep discussion on so many different things and that's going to be really relevant for you today. So just wanted to jump in, let you know that this is what today's podcast episode, sit back, make yourself a cup of coffee, grab a pen and paper and be ready to take lots and lots of notes. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this was part of a masterclass. If you're not yet following me across social media to see some of these masterclasses where you can actually watch us because it's also a video when we're streaming live, go ahead and do that. I'm over on Anne-Marie Cross on LinkedIn. Connect with me if we're not yet already connected and let me know that you heard about me uh, through Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm over on Facebook, Anne-Marie Cross Branding, over on Twitter and Instagram. Well, Instagram doesn't do live, but connect with me there too, Anne-Marie Coach. And uh, I hope to, to also connect with you across those different platforms. And when you we are connected, the next time I do go live with one of these masterclasses, which we tend to run once a month, then you'll be able to join in and actually see the live stream live. So without any further ado, let's get on to today's show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. welcome to another masterclass. I have an awesome guest with me today and we're going to be diving all into what makes people click and convert. Now, as we know, smart marketers, that's you, uh, understand that content marketing is a smart and economical way to create awareness, to build credibility and to ultimately build your profits. But if you're like most people, you're frustrated by how difficult it is to get people to click and convert in this digital age. So today on the show, Sue Sutcliffe, who is an expert, a thought leader in this area, she is going to speak about and share how to get your content noticed by the right people, your ideal clients. She's going to talk about how to discover content that your ideal prospects is going to find valuable, the key elements of an effective sales page, what your current content marketing plans and delivery, why they're delivering mediocre results, three critical things that you need to master to increase the number of times people click and convert and what you need to do to increase conversion and ROI from all of your marketing content efforts. It's going to be a jam-packed masterclass today. Sue, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Henry. I'm excited to be here. One of the websites that I have often referred to when we're talking about the amount of content that is shared on a daily basis is Internet Stats Live, I believe it is. And when you go to that web page, it tracks in real 
real time the number of websites that are being added, the number of tweets, the number of videos. And in some instances, it is talking in the number of billions, billions and billions of pieces of content. So I love that you're speaking today about how we can really attract the attention of our ideal client, but not only that, have them take an action, have them click, have them convert. What are some, let's talk about some of the things in the context that you're going to share today, but what would be one of the biggest mistakes? Let's get that on the table because often we don't know what we're doing, but what we are doing is actually in, in inhibiting us from increasing the clicks and conversions. So what would you say is the biggest mistake that you see? You know, uh, for me, I believe that people want it all and we automatically think about the world and perceive the world from our eyes, from our lens. But the fact of it is, is we have to niche. We have to, we have to focus on a segment that we can own, you know, one that we're comfortable with talking uh, to, you know, it's, it's not good enough to try to go after the world. You have to figure out exactly who it is that you're going after. And then you have to look at the world from their eyes. Um, I think that's the the most critical uh, mistake that I see people making. You know, they're talking about content that they're they find exciting. They're using industry speak that they get, but their clients don't necessarily get. And and so for me, that's got to be the biggest mistake is actually getting you know really niching down and understanding who it is that you you're going after. And I guess that's number one. Number two would be knowing what you want because I see a lot of people going out there and they're they're trying to get everything, but this is not an advertising tool. It, it's a case that you're trying to build relationships with the right people. And so when you're out talking to people, uh, you know, traditionally, um, you you have a profile in mind of, of the ideal client. But on, the, on, on social media, we go out there and we go, oh, we want to please everyone. Well, you can't please everyone. Um, you really need to speak with one voice. I don't think there's ever been a time in... In, in the world where everything's been so transparent as it is today. Uh, you know, I remember when I was a little girl and I was in the playground. And what I did is I played with my friends and I might have swear swore a bit. It was cool to swear. And so, you know, I would swear and it would be like, I was the big girl on campus. Um, when I was playing in my mom and dad's backyard, I didn't swear. Um, maybe if I swore, I swore quietly. Um, so I was able to switch hats. And, and when I was at my grandma's house, I never swore, right? I never swore because I knew I'd get a clap across the side of the head. <laughs> and so people forget that they're talking to the world and that it is transparent, but they're also, you know, we're, we come from a world where we're trying to please everyone and you really just can't. Um, I, I think actually on the last uh, broadcast I watched of, your, uh, of yours, you were talking about niching. And, um, and how you really have to, you know, focus on talking to one person. And, and that's your persona. You have to be able to understand exactly who it is you're going after and, and then focus on building relationships with them. It's not a lot different than traditional, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that um, I'm sure that you've experienced from, you know, clients and, and your community is that, okay, so we understand we need to niche, but the steps that they're taking or 
the um, the information that they're gathering, especially now with so much more noise and clutter, they don't go deep enough, do they? They may have a client avatar, which is, you know, this, this and this. But if you really want to get your content noticed by the right people, you've got to focus on a lot more um, of the psychographics rather than, say, demographics and psychographics. Share a little bit more about what are some of the pieces of content that you that you know is not only important but absolutely crucial for adding to content, adding for sales pages, all of that good stuff, but what are some of those content pieces that we're just not getting enough of because we're not diving deep enough into? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, number one, we have to get their attention. So we need an image or some sort of media, whether it be a podcast, uh, whether it be a video or uh, uh, an image, we need something to stop the thumbs. Also in that in that um, category also would be a, a killer headline, right? Um, just like when you're going through the, the cash register at the grocery store, they get you with those headlines. So, you know, we have to be really, uh, you know, having a, a strong copywriter on your team is always good um, if, you're, if it's not you. And, and, you know, by all means, I mean, we've never been in living in a time where it's been easier and more cost effective to do A-B testing. I mean, now we can do A-B-C-D-E-F-G testing. <laughs> So, you know, um, so I think number one, we have to get their attention, right? Yeah. We have to get their attention. But um, I think, secondly, we have to, we have to understand that they're, you know, that the, the people that we're going after, I mean, every time I write a marketing piece, I look at my persona, I've got this, um, uh, Debbie, do it yourselfer. that's my persona. And I, and I look at it to kind of get inside their head, because I'm not that person. I'm, yeah. you know, a bit geeky. Debbie, do it yourself. Or is doing it herself, but she's a bit confused. She's a bit frustrated, and she certainly doesn't get the geek word. Um, you know, I ran a brand agency for 25 years, and I don't know how, you know, everybody would come and they'd say, you know, I need a website, or I'm having a problem with a website, and someone mm -hmm. said I should talk to you. And really, you know, we have to be responsible and, and translate that because although those are the words they're using, the fact of it is, is they want to grow their business. Yes. And at the end of the day, we need to we need to understand them that deep. We need to understand not only that they that they 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 want to grow their business, but why do they want to grow their business? We we really have to know their why. You know, is it is it because you're concerned you're not going to be able to retire? Is it because you want more vacations? Um, you know, and, and what's your life like? Are you are you juggling parents and kids and, and grandkids? Are you um, you know, are you a career person like that tells you a lot about when to get to them. You know, uh, you can have amazing content, but if if you if the, your timing is not good, you're not going to get there. Or if you put it in the wrong spot, it's not good. So yes. it all it all starts with that ideal client. I, I could not agree with you more, Sue. And I think that's probably where we need to spend a lot more time in understanding who he or she is. Uh, you know, every single one of us is a consumer as well. And there's different systems, if you will, systems and processes that we follow to gather the information that we need to be able to make a decision. And so often we don't spend enough time in gathering. And I love that you said, you know, there is a process. And I've boiled it down to three, you know, three different different stages of the buyer's journey. There's really awareness stage, 
there's the consideration stage and then there's the decision stage. And as you said, which is so correct, we might be providing information that really should be more in the decision stage. We haven't gotten to know, like, and trust or built that know, like, and trust. We haven't connected to our ideal clients why and incorporated the language that she goes, oh, it's like she read my mind. You know, that copy was just me. And when we can get that way, then we don't, yeah, we're, we're not having to, to send out so much more content because every single piece of content speaks specifically to, to that person. And that really speaks into, you know, how to get your content noticed by the right eyes. You need to understand who he or she is and how to discover content that your ideal prospect will find valuable. Then start delivering value into those specific topics. Talking about discovering content, what are some things you want to share around this? Maybe some, some techniques that you've used to really help us narrow down so that we can come up with a great title and come up with great content that we know is going to to connect well you know uh, i go back to sales 101 right a, a good salesperson understands that it's all about their customer so you know uh, you know if you've been in business for any given amount of time you have a customer base and i'm not suggesting that you talk to all of them but certainly the top 20 percent i mean if you go by the pareto rule the top 20 percent of your clients will bring 80 percent of your revenue so I suggest that you speak to that top 20% um, and, and pay attention to them. You know, one of the things I do is I, I'll call my top 20% of my clients and I'll say, you know what, I just love working with you and I'd love more people like you, you know, and I ask them questions. I don't bother with the other clients because, you know, if they come my way, that's great, but I want more of the good ones. And, and when you think about those clients, a lot of times when I'm talking to them, I always have a pen in my hand because I write down the words they use. Um, I, in the old days, I used to say, um, okay, so you use my services and you were happy and I want more people like you. Mm -hmm. Tell me something. If you didn't know me, what would you have looked in the yellow pages, you know, for that generation? What would you have typed into Google when you were looking? If you didn't know me, if I wasn't here, what would you type in? And it's interesting what you get when you ask those questions, you know, another approach that I did is I did a focus group again with my top 20% of my clients. And I, uh, you know, I brought them together uh, with my business plan for the previous for the next year. I brought all my marketing pieces and all that stuff. And I said, Oh, so so you know, I bought them lunch. Um, you know, and at first I thought, oh, how can I do this? There's so much money at that table. But you know, they all thanked me because they were connecting with other people that are at that same caliber level. Yes. And and that was so insightful. Um I I I I said I would do it again and I haven't I, I really am due to do that again. Yeah. Um, it's a brilliant so, idea. I mean you know nothing better than to have ideas and what you're going to share the, the following year and get feedback from clients existing clients who've already had an experience, they're going to give you the, you know, the indication. And what I love about this too is how many times have you heard of a business owner who is assumed, done a little bit of research online, that kind of thing, and assume that's that a course or content was going to really be the, the thing. This is going to go viral and then there's crickets. And so <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I think I think that the, the the more we talk and communicate with those with that top 20% of the clients, also just, you know, communicating, making sure to take care of those people. And I know that sounds like it's a, it sounds like it might be a bit off topic, but it really isn't because if I go to their spaces, which is good for them, and I'm communicating with them, guess what, they know more people like them. 
Yes. And um, and I just, you know, I, I grew my business with by referrals. And I love that because when somebody's referred from a good friend, because well, my clients are, they, they're friends. I mean, I don't think of them as clients and contacts. I think of them as new friends. And so once you, once you make a friend and they're referred from a friend, you've got a really good quality person there. Uh-huh. And, and, and I think, and I, you know what, as entrepreneurs, we have the gift to be able to surround ourselves with whoever we wish. So in my mind, I'm choosing. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about what you've just said, and I think many people, businesses, really don't see the value of, you know, well, the customer. Once someone clicks and, and converts into a customer, the relationship takes on a whole new opportunity for you. So how you relate, how you engage, how you interact, you know, the, the, the do you make it easy? Are you following up? Because if you make that entire experience so incredible, they are going to be the ambassadors they're going to be the spokespeople for your business I love how you've said that and I think we often we often look at the beginning of the stage how do I get more reach how do I get more clients but you've got more opportunity to get more clients like your existing clients if you do what you've said now but also make sure that you're really looking after them I love that so so important Let's dive into some of the practicalities then of some of the key elements of effective sales pages. Now, I know that you could probably do a whole workshop in a whole day on this oh, yeah. what, because there's so many elements to that. But what would you see as some of the common mistakes that we're doing with our sales pages today? Again, verbiage. I, I don't know that people are really nailing the fact that and getting out of their own geek. Yeah. Um, for me, it's geek. For other people, it might be industry speak. But I think honestly, um, I guess there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, there's distractions, right? Like, be really. Every page should have a purpose, um, and and it doesn't really matter where they land. I, I I almost think that we should look at all the pages on our website almost as landing pages with mm-hmm. a purpose. So mm-hmm. if they arrive on this page, what do I want them to do? Number yeah. one, and so being really clear on that, and and then number two making uh, the path of least resistance the path to your door. So mm-hmm. if, if you want them to click the button, then make the button nice and bright and big, yeah. um, you know, and um, and use caps because it, it, it comes across better and make sure it's a little bit bigger. And um, and like I say, if you can get away, if you can get the navigation gone so it's nice and clear, um, I think people aren't reading nowadays. So I think we have to, you know, keep it short and succinct. I think we need uh, bullet points and, you know, what we, they say that we have less attention than a goldfish. So we, we have to be fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think um, I think there's two things that somebody needs to see before they're going to click. And I guess it depends on how you set up. I know you say funnel is a dirty word and I kind of get that, too, because I uh, a lot of people use the word funnel and, and it's been misused. Mm. But when they're when you're driving them through that. Uh, through the process, through the sales process, depending on how you do it, um, you know, you have to build trust. And I think there's two things that you have to do for e-commerce in my mind. I mean, there's two real things that you just, you've got to nail. You can't blow the trust factor, right? You can't break the trust. I mean, they, uh, even if they were referred, they're still, they're still looking at you through the screen. And that's kind of that's a that's a divide and um so that's that's a number one thing and the second thing is you know you've got to make it easy frictionless mm-hmm. um and and if i went back now and you asked me that question again and said what's the number one mistake i think i would change my mind 
because I think most people that are doing social media aren't ready to do it. Yeah. They're amplifying and getting a whole bunch of eyeballs on a website that's not ready to convert. It doesn't have the strategy. And I would do the same with podcasts because people here, oh, you need to get content out there. You need to get your website up there and get it out there, get it out there. And and one of the posts that I'm sharing next week is content for the content sake of only getting out there and, and making more impact. If your goal is to be on all platforms more consistently, you know, to outbeat your competitors, you've already lost because you need to have what is the purpose? You know, what is the purpose of this article? What's the call to action? Or are there so many confusing things in there and buttons and whistles and everything that people go, oh, no, no, I'm not going to continue on any further. And that's so true. And, I mean, now we, we, we carry these devices around with us, so we need to be mindful of is my website able to be engaged with and consumed on a mobile device? I mean, how do things look on a smaller screen versus a, a, a larger screen? That That's consideration too, isn't it? It's it's huge. And, and you know, I, I talk about, um, you know, when I'm when I'm uh, doing uh, workshops and, and seminars and stuff like that, I'll, I'll say them, I'll bring the phone out and I'll say, well, is your website responsive? And how is your website on mobile? Oh, my website's responsive. Well, that's a different question. It, yeah, it's responsive, but does it work on mobile? Because um, I find every single website that I go through looks, you know, I go through it uh, on the computer. And then when you actually go through it like a consumer, the majority of people will come through your phone in yeah. most businesses and you actually go through it because of the way it responds. It doesn't necessarily communicate the message clearly. And mm -hmm. again, going back to that trust factor. I mean, and, and, and making it frictionless, yeah. both like, I, I, I think people just don't understand. And I think even in the world of web design, I mean, there's all sorts of, um, there's all sorts of different quality web people. Mm. And uh, I'm not here to bash anybody by any means. And, uh, and I certainly made more mistakes than anybody back in the day. Um, but I think, I think it's a, a huge problem in digital marketing because People that don't do their own websites hire somebody to do it because they don't know, mm. but they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know how to hire. They don't know how to hire somebody that's good. Um, yeah. So I created a test, uh, you know, cause I get all those, I go to these workshops and I usually do a bit of research. I find out kind of who's got the websites, who needs help. And, and, um, and, and, and then I, and they're the ones that are nodding and saying, Oh yeah, my website's responsive. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I think, okay, <laughs> so let's just look at this page here together. Like maybe we could just kind of have a quick look at this and just, so, Oh, so what do you want them to do? Oh, Oh, okay. So where would they do that? And you know what that tests, like that's the litmus test. You know, you said awareness, consideration, to decision, right? Three different stages of the buyer's journey. So I always say to people, you know what, we, we don't have all day, but we have a minute. So why don't you tell me if I was a magician and I wave my magic wand and I could deliver a hundred perfect clients in front of your website right now, a hundred, what would they do? Mm -hmm. And so the person usually says, well, they would buy this or they'd buy, no, no, no. They can only do one thing. What do you want them to do? And they say, okay, so I want them to buy this. And then when you look at that process, okay, so where, where, who is that buyer? Like, so you go to the website and you go, okay, so I, so are we going to look at this as if they're ready to make a decision? Okay. So we go through and how do they do that? 
Okay. And so now um, they know they have a problem and they're, they're considering all sorts of different solutions and they go on your website. Now you're not ready. And so most people aren't ready, and that's and that's the truth, right? Uh, yeah. They don't. So if 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 you're listening to the show today, and and you've got a website right now, I'm going to suggest that chances are the majority of people going to your website are going on there via their phone, and there's all sorts of different kind of phones. So just pick one thing you want that person to do, the most important thing, and then look at your website from those three buyers uh, stages of the buyer's journey. Do you have something for them? Are you, are you ready for them? Because if not, I honestly think you're wasting your time with social media. It's so interesting you should say that. And, you know, often we put ourselves under so so much immense pressure. The, the fact that I'm you know, really speaking into you're not yet ready. It can take months to finally get to understand exactly what makes people, what compels them to click and convert by the offering. And often we need to start that relationship off. People aren't just going to buy, particularly, you know, many of the people that are listening and, and watching today are service-based businesses. They're experts in their fields. They're thought leaders, change makers. So many of the programs they offer are transformational. And therefore, we know to get a transformation, there's some time commitment to that. And there's some, you know, some, some good pricing around that because of the, the value that they offer. And so someone's not going to invest in a five-figure, you know, uh, program or a four-figure program, depending what you're offering. And so there needs to be that relationship building. Now, that takes a little bit of time to define that niche, to know who that ideal client is. And then what are some pieces of the content that we can create that engages, that draws them into that next level of, well, I'm considering doing work with you. Let, let's, let me just try out some of the things that you're doing. Okay, I've gone through that now. That's the decision. No one really spends that time doing because of the, I'm calling out the BS that we're told, create a course, launch it, create your email list and you know, <laughs> press send and the money will pour in. Well, no, it won't. It won't. <laughs> it isn't. No, it won't. It just won't. You've got to take the time to do that. It will, but it takes time to build and know who yeah. that ideal client. And when you spend the time and you really speak into what he or she is struggling with, that is when you can take them on that journey. So before we move on to the next, what, what would be one final insight? You know, we're talking about websites. And again, we're only just scratching the surface on a lot of this. We're going to share with you how to connect with Sue because many of you are going, okay, I, I can see I need to get some more support in this area. But what are some other, what would be one other thing that you want to share a, around the website that uh, people may not be aware of? You know, there's two things I think that people need to do as soon as they can. And um, I don't see it a lot. You know, there's the early adopters that will buy everything, right? They'll buy the phone. They, they, they'll buy all the latest gadgets. I mean, we all know these people. I'm not one of those people, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> we know those people. Um, and, um, and, 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 and that's great that you've got, you know, it was a very small segment that will do that. The majority of us want to be referred. We want to see testimonials. Um, and, and we, and I, I, and I know there's a lot of businesses out there that have testimonials. They're just not leveraging them. Um, and, and they want to try before they buy. So, you know, you have an offering that's 5,000, um, you know, that's a big leap. Even if I know you and like you, it's a big leap for me to say, okay, I'll give you five grand. But you know, like I love, like one of the things you did on your website, uh, with your podcast, are you ready for it to podcast? 
So you're giving somebody away something as value. Um, and, and they need to know that. So you're helping them. So if they don't check off the boxes, they're thinking, oh, Anne-Marie, thank you. Yeah. I, I, now I uh, Thank you. Now I can kind of get that ready. And and you've built, you know, you've touched the heart. And I think social media is all about heart. I, I really do. I think. Yeah, it's gone is the, 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 if you're not bringing heart and real value, people will see through because we're tired, aren't we? We're at a stage now, I yeah. think where we're tired of the BS, we see through it, and we're all about that relationship, the human-to-human connection. We've heard it before on on many other resources, but I think we're at that stage because of all the misinformation and the the noise and clutter that we see happening online. And that's one way to really stand out, is do the opposite of what everyone is doing, bring that human connection in and the value, and that that will lead people to build that trust because of the fact that, you know, you're consistently bringing that value value for them. Let's talk about, and and that really speaks beautifully, I think, into the next piece that you want to talk about around current content marketing plans. If they're delivering mediocre results, it may very well be because what you're sharing is really not giving someone a, a breakthrough or really, aha, you're very much saying what everyone else is saying in the industry, isn't it? You haven't differentiated yourself. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's the, the, there's so many problems with content now. Great, brilliant content, but just packaged wrong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say you should, you know, they're 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 sharing stuff. I I and they're really proud of it. And I did this, and here you go. And that's awesome. But at the end of the day, it's not engaging me. Mm-hmm. It, like you know, everybody is saying, here, have this, have this. And it's I, I think you've got to get the heart across. I think I think you know um, we need to start conversations. You know, no different than. A traditional salesperson understands that it's not about selling. It's about helping people, looking for opportunities to help people. And, and as a result, you never have to sell anything. You just build relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you're when you create that beautiful piece of content, rather than throwing it up there and saying, here, you can have this. Maybe you want to say, um, I did this piece of content. I think it's almost ready. What do you think? How can I get this better? You know, engage people, ask them what they ask, what, ask them what they think. I did my profile shots recently. You know, I never, ever like my profile shots. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, what the heck, why am I picking this? And I put it up there in my group and I said, okay, so here's some profile shots. Which ones do you like? I would never have picked the one they picked. Really? Hey, you, like yeah. that? you know, we're, you know, we look at our body modulely, you know? So, um, but I think that's the key. I mean, we got to, I think, I think people, especially people that are our age and older, they tend to think that this is just another advertising tool. It's not. It's a space where we can meet people and socialize. And through that, we can help people with the beautiful content that we create. We can help them by introducing them to, we can help them by going over and engaging on their pages. And I think by the nature of doing that, Everything else just flows. If assuming you've got your back end ready, right? For some of you, it's a, probably a good thing that you're not getting a huge influx of visitors because the back end wouldn't be able to support it, you know. And then you become almost what's that saying? The victim of your own success because all of a sudden there's this huge leap and bound. So sometimes in the waiting and as you're growing and developing, there's real lessons as you continue to to build that out. So that's that's great. Something else that you said, which I think is so important. Um, and and from a brand aspect, because that's kind of what I call my um, 
my trade. If you're not clear, obviously, what we've talked about in your ideal client, but if you're not clear on on you, um, you know, the experience that you want to create, the approach. So, So if you were to talk to three different people and they were to describe the experience, how you made them feel, how they were after they spent some time maybe listening to a podcast, experiencing a live, even in person, you know, in person, if that's not the same, if that's not predictable, then you need to spend time and getting clear on that too. Because I think a lot of components and a lot of people don't spend time diving deep into that because when you bring, you talked about the heart and soul, when you bring that, that who you are, wrapped into the message you know, integrated within that that's when you really can carve out the space I talk about you know if you want to become that or that that commodity of one that's not my term but if you want to become that commodity of what or that that you know that that person that there's no other person that's offering in in your space you need to speak to that audience of one you know and um but you need to get clear on, on yourself and bring that through into all of the content pieces that you are creating. Would you agree with that? Most definitely. I think I think brand is such a, a key element and it, it's got to be congruent across everything. Mm-hmm. You know, people traditionally, when they think about brand, they think about a logo or they think about colors, but it's really like you said, it's about how you make people feel. You know, remember that quote by Maya Angelou, Uh, people will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And I just think I, I, I mean, I just think that that says it all because, you know, you're either going to when someone experiences your brand, no matter whether it's on a Facebook page or looking at your material or hearing your podcast, they're going to feel something Mm -hmm. and and it's either going to be good to them or it's not. And I'm not saying no matter how hard you try, you're not going to please everyone. But going back to that point that we have to be prepared to stand up and be okay for those haters that are out there because there's going to be haters and you know you made it when the haters start coming out. Yeah. And and we have to be real, uh, I think, and I think it comes with age because it certainly did with me. I certainly wasn't this woman, you know, even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I know who I am and I know what I bring and um, – and I know who I want to serve. And yeah. so, so when those things come together, oftentimes it's magic. And although I could probably, in fact, I'm sure I could connect with anybody. I don't want to connect with anybody. I want to connect with a certain group of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think when, that, when that's there, mm-hmm. when, you, when you get down to that niche where you're saying, okay, this is, this is who I want to surround myself with, all of a sudden I'm having a conversation with you. Yeah. And when you and, and when you get to my website, you're going to go, she gets me. And mm. when you see my Facebook page, you're going to go, oh, I was just going to ask for that or I was going to look for that. And um, and I think that's what I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal. I mean, I'm not anywhere near perfect. Um, it's a continual process. And I guess very similar to you, probably the, the target keeps moving. The digital keeps moving around us. So, you know, change, we're constantly changing. And um, so that adds another little bit of a challenge, as does the world, right? Because all the people we're marketing to, the world's changing, like, so fast now. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's one of my number one goals though. I think that it has to be around any marketing. It's got to be your brand. Something that you said too that I just want to speak into before we move on to the three critical things and some of them you've probably already spoken about today. But I think for the people who are listening and watching, particularly around this industry thought leader, there and you talked about confidence because of the years of experience. And you know, I often have conversations with people who say to me and it really breaks my heart for their, on their behalf, is they say, Anne-Marie, how can I compete with these young people that are coming through that were pretty much born with this in their their hand? And I said, how can you compete? You don't need to compete. And, the, it, it, you know, that the category of one, not the commodity of one, because commodity we kind of see as, you know, underpriced and so forth. But I said there is there is a brilliance and there is influence and there are insights and hindsight and hands-on experience and expertise that only time has been able to develop in you, you know, that is, you know, matched and married and integrated with, you know, the aptitude and all of that. No one can bring that to the journey and to the story like you can. So I think when we start to look at, you know, there should be, especially when we're looking at building our reputation as that thought leader or that person that is the thought-after leader in your category, There is no competition because no one has your stories. No one's overcome the challenges. No one has had the highest highs and the lowest lows that you've overcome and gotten to build the solutions and the strategies and the tactics and the mindset that you have that you now can teach and impart to others unless they're you. And no one is you unless, of course, you've got a twin who's gone through exactly the same life experiences, which, you know, obviously not. So when we start shifting our thinking to that is what I have to bring to the conversation, that is what we have to bring to the strategies that you've taught, it just it opens up the path for us and to be, um, you know, to not have any competitors because no one can really bring what we bring to the table. And then we don't have to change. All we need to change is maybe adapt how we're sharing our message. But the core message itself, I think, um, yeah, is, is because our ideal clients is looking for the solution, you know, that we can create. Anyway, I just thought that I would share that because how often I'm sure that you hear that too. How am I going to, you know, compete with everyone else? Well, let's have a look at what makes you unique. So you're not competing with anyone else. You're just a standalone, you know, in your own in your own industry. Let's have a look at three critical things that we need to master to increase the number of times people click and convert. So this would be on our website, but also maybe on social as well. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so to get people to click and convert, number one, we have to get their attention right? We have to get their attention, which means we have to, um, you know, have some imagery, we have to have some media, and 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 a headline that's going to really grab them, right? Something that says, hey, that's for me. Um, and, and typically, that comes down to the image, because you're going so, so fast on your phone, you know, so they say a thumb stopping image. Um, it could be a video as well, but you do need something to stop them. And you have to be in the right spot, obviously, because if you're not at the right spot, the right time, the right place, um, it's not going to hit them. Like, for example, if you gave me uh, the perfect offer right now, it'd be wonderful, except for I'm not working right now. <laughs> so timing is everything. And um, the other thing is, um, you know, we have to be really aware of everyone else's space, because I think instinctively we think about we see the world and we think about things through our lens. And we really have to understand that when we're marketing and we're well, when we're communicating with people, 
it's really all about them if we want to convert. You know, we really have to use their the, their language. We have to understand their timing, um, their holidays, for example. I'm not sure what it's like in Australia. In Canada, it's very multicultural, which means that, you know, it's not good enough just to be me for me to be sensitive about my holidays. I also have to be sensitive about other people's holidays and, uh, you know, uh, their religious holidays or whatever are very important to them. So timing is really key. Um, I think it really comes down to relevance at the end of the day. We have to we have to be visible. We have to be uh, valuable um, so that they are going to find something. And we have to make it easy for them to get to our website. Those are really the three things. Um, we have to make the path of least resistance the path to the website. Um, and when they get there or the sales page, wherever we're driving them, and when we get there, it just has to be clear and intuitive because really our competition has never been closer than one click away. And that's what they are now all over the world. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, there's lots of people that do it. And speaking to, I love what you said about the the competitor piece too, because I think that, that, um, you know, there's a confidence that comes with age, but there's also an unlimited supply of customers. Mm-hmm. And what and somebody that resonates with you might not resonate with me and vice versa. Like we all have our own personalities. And, and when you talk about trust, that's why it's so hard to find a husband because we're looking for someone we can trust and then everything comes from there. And it, I think it's the same with someone you partner with online, right? So there's tons mm-hmm. of clients out there. It yeah. doesn't mean no matter how small the market is. Yeah, yeah. So, so believe that. As you were saying that, it reminded me of something else, which often is a conversation, you know, around this whole positioning and uh, around your, your message and all of the, the, the things that we're talking about today is, is that, you know, uh, we often see those shack, sh- shock and awe headings or, or sometimes what they call, you know, the bro marketing where it really is that, that maverick archetype, if you will, and and we and, and people think, well, you know, the images or, or the titles that I have to have have to shock people. But I think from a thought leadership point of view, it doesn't necessarily. But if you start challenging the status status quo and sometimes, you know, to, to be that disruptor, to be the change maker, to be the difference maker, it can be the slightest shift in things, isn't it? It can be how are you doing things differently? And if your ideal client, you know that they're so overwhelmed and it's taking them so much time but with one simple step you're doing something quite differently you're able to get them the the results that they want and in a much you know more genuine way in the style and approach that they value that can very much be your differentiator isn't it but unless you know who your ideal client is what they really want and who you are it's hard to really bring that to life across any content piece yes 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 and you have to be brave you you know it it takes it takes being brave to stand in those shoes and say this is who I am and and um you know people are afraid I I find find a lot of people afraid of niching because um they're afraid that they're going to run out of customers and and I tell them the more genuine you are the more you're you the more you'll get the right people and there's an unlimited amount of people Mm -hmm. so I think that bro marketing works for some bros I still, I had a copywriter, I, you know, he was, he hit me up for some, because I still get from the brand uh, days running the brand agency, I still get a lot of people saying, hey, do you know somebody? Yeah. And there was this one guy hitting me up, hitting me up, hitting me up for copy. Finally sent out, he was a bro marketer. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, what, 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 what kind of content is this? Yeah. <laughs> 
this is not this is not for our persona at all. No. And I'm sorry, I'm not even presenting that to the client. So we have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, and it's so true because I think where the pendulum has swung the other way now, isn't it? That we see it a mile away and it feels icky. Because yeah. guess what, it is. And this is um, something that I, I wrote about in, in this week's, some of the content that I'm sharing, when we're looking at building influence, when we're looking at becoming that influential person. And Simon Sinek, I, I quoted him, where he said, well, there are two ways to influence. You can do it in a very manipulative way, which is I would categorise as bro marketing as, of the shock and awe kind of, you know, be controversial. You can be controversial, but in the other way through inspiring influence and I know you know without a shadow of the doubt I want to inspire influence I don't want to manipulate it and we can see manipulation (laughs) a mile away and that's what you don't want to do so because because there's two things in the relationship that you're talking about click and convert we click but there's no way we're going to convert is if what we're met with is so confronting that it's like because you can make an you can make an impact, but you know what impact do you want to make? You know, exactly. compel or repel. And I think that a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, increasing conversion and the ROI from your content marketing, really ask yourself honestly and get feedback. Are you being compelled by that or? Or in some instances, they are being repelled because what we do is we we try and look at what other people are doing and saying that might work for them, but it's it, it's not necessarily for us. What are some other? Do you, do you see that happening too? Are people still unfortunately trying to do these manipulative tactics? Most definitely. I mean, sales one hundred and one, marketing one hundred and one. This stuff worked for years and years, but now that we're on social and we're getting, we've we've never been more bombarded by advertising and these gimmicks, you know, um, people, you know, although it'll still work for some people, um, it's, it's just not, I think it's kind of out of fashion. I, for the most part, I think we're tired of, I mean, if you look at Netflix, I mean, people are used to watching movies without ads Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I totally think that, um, the time has come to make some changes. And I think, it's really challenging for new marketers because, you know, they're trying to do it themselves. We're living in a do-it-yourself world and they go out there looking for help. And, and there's just so many different opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, like, I mean, I come from an old time back marketing background, but um, one of the things that um, I, I'll never forget is though, you know, my dad's a very, very nice man. And I don't remember him. I remember him getting mad at my principal because he was, he didn't take care of something properly. And I thought, whoa, that my dad looks like 10 feet tall. And he's just, and um, the only other time he'd get mad is if somebody would interrupt dinner. And then, you know, when they were selling encyclopedias, when I was younger, they used to go door to door selling encyclopedias. And it's no different than when you go to a car, a used car lot to buy a car. They know that they have to go from visible to profitable immediately it's not comfortable for them it's not comfortable for us and it comes across as is slimy and and so people like anything that comes across like that on social media it's just it's not going to cut it nowadays but that's still the stuff that's written in these books i mean we're still putting out 
we, we, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know what they're teaching in the colleges now, but I know 10 years ago, I was still looking at old marketing techniques. And, um, and I think it's, I think it's about relationships, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I've said that since before it was cool. You know, everybody was saying, okay, you know, you just put up the sales page and it's like, you know, I, I'm good one by one by one. I'm, I'm, that's that works real yeah. well for me. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So you can really get behind that. That's right. You know, I, I have to laugh at, at uh, you know, dominate the market, annihilate your competition, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, no. And, and you know, you can really see, sadly, the people who are trying to adopt those kind of, um, yeah, principles and, and methods but it, it, it's not long-lasting at all. And especially when you think from the, for the change maker's point of view, the be the difference makers, you know, those people who really want to make an impact by being, you know, the difference, making a difference by being the difference. It's so important that you, you do so with a level of integrity because it's, you know, it takes years to build a reputation which can be destroyed overnight, you know, mm-hmm. right? to look at some of the politicians across every single country or, you know, people in in high places. And I think, you know, unless we know what that is, we can't bring that to life in every single piece of content. So when we're talking about, you know, today what we're talking about, about the conversion, the clicking, it is about relationships. It's about humans first. It's leading with integrity because when that comes through in the content, you won't even have to worry, as you said, about all of the different things and you won't have to worry about the tech tactics and the techniques because the message itself will draw people in the honesty, the integrity will bring people forward, you know, when you when you give them that call to action, that invitation. Look, if this is for you, happy to have a chat. And uh, I think that that's what it's all about. I love speaking with like-minded people such as yourself, Sue, because you are breaking through the, the noise and clutter of all those people, which is sad. There's nothing worse, that nothing that angers me more inside and for other people when they have spent tens of thousands of dollars in empty promises and, you know, they're not able to get their message out because, unfortunately, they've invested in everything that you've said is is a real issue today and why people aren't getting, you know, those conversions because they're doing all of the things that you said, look, that might have worked five years ago, even maybe two years ago. I mean, that's how much it's changing now, isn't it, quite rapidly. We're really about that relationship and that trust and um, that's so important so how can people find out more about you what are some of the awesome things that uh, you're working on at the moment well you can find out more about me sue sutcliffe everywhere <laughs> or most uh, popular social media spaces um, my website sue always got lots of stuff going on and um i really enjoyed the chat today and marie thank you so much for having me you are so very welcome and uh, so again thank you so very much for for listening in if you're watching the replay leave a comment i mean i'm going to repurpose this of course on the podcast you uh if you have not yet joined our community of change makers why not you need to head over because you'll listen to, and, and you'll be able to connect actually personally with sue um, podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash change makers um you can connect with sue there as well leave comments it's always good to be able to discuss um discuss these things after we've gone live because you know it take can take time can't it but it's well worth it sue what you said to really be able to be so clear and there's a level of that inner confidence that comes through when you start to speak to your ideal client because that is when all of a sudden eyes will and ears 
and faces will start to look your way because you're sharing something, a message that they have been waiting to hear in a style, in an approach with the right kind of attitude that you bring to the relationship. And that's when real influence um, starts to be built in an inspiring way. So thanks once again for coming on the, the Masterclass. My pleasure. My pleasure. It was, a, it was just a lot of fun. Thank you. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. Thank you.